This is Wednesday, June 16th, and today we look at an interesting scripture about what's called the Nazarite vow from Numbers chapter 6. Have you ever known someone especially dedicated to the Lord? So dedicated that they largely pulled away from life in the world. We don't live with monastics around us today, but that's the closest example to what this text is speaking about. Here's the word the Lord gave Moses about this. Numbers chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If a man or woman wants to make a special vow, a vow of dedication to the Lord as a Nazarite, they must abstain from wine and other fermented drink, and must not drink vinegar made from wine or other fermented drink. They must not drink grape juice or eat grapes or raisins. As long as they remain under their Nazarite vow, they must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, not even the seeds or skins. During the entire period of their Nazarite vow, no razor may be used on their head. They must be holy until the period of their dedication to the Lord is over. They must let their hair grow long. Throughout the period of their dedication to the Lord, the Nazarite must not go near a dead body. Now, in our world, we know little of this kind of commitment to the Lord. We may even wonder why a person would take such a vow. What could be the benefit to doing so? It may seem strange to us, but there are those who would like to spend their time completely devoted to God. They want fellowship with God. They want to learn the Word of God and to walk with God. We may get this idea about Enoch, the man that walked with the Lord. Scripture tells us that he became so close to God that one day he walked off with the Lord and, well, he never returned. I think there's a hunger in each of us for such fellowship with God, like Adam and Eve must have had in the garden before sin came into the world. And likely this is why the Lord provides for the vow of the Nazarite. But even here, the Lord doesn't give a reason for taking this vow, except that the person desires to enjoy a time like this with God. Yes, the idea was not take, to take a vow like this for a lifetime, for a, but for a limited amount of time. This is why there is a provision for what this vow is to what this person is to do when the time of the vow comes to an end. The only person scripture tells us had this vow for a lifetime was the judge Samson. And he didn't take this vow seriously. I think he broke every provision provided by the Lord for the Nazarite. But here's the is a message in this provision that the Lord gives his people. We may need times to pull away from normal life and take times to step away from the trappings of life to enjoy communion with God. Some early Christian monastics sought solitude in the wilderness, and some even spent a lifetime there pursuing God. But we also have to be careful in how we view these times and the people that take them for two reasons. First, we cannot be of good in the world if we pull away from it. Yes, we need times alone with God, but God has a high purpose for us in his world. Yes, we are not to be of the world, but we are meant to live in it, not to avoid it. 
As far as we know, Jesus himself never took a vow like this Nazarite vow. Yes, he sought places of solitude where he could be alone with his father, but it seems he did this a day at a time. Instead, he brought grace into the world at every turn, touching those farthest from God. His model for faithfulness guides us as we walk in him. But there's also a second reason that we need to be careful in how we view vows like this. At the end, in the instructions given to Moses about the Nazarite vow, we are told that the person is to do what the person is to do once the vow, this time of the vow, has been fulfilled. Now this is the law of the Nazarite. When the period of their dedication is over, they're to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. There they are to present their offerings to the Lord, a year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a year-old ewe lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a fellowship offering. That's Numbers chapter 6, verse 13 to 14. Now this surprises us. We are told that at the completion of the vow, a sin offering has to be made. Yes, it's assumed you will emerge from a vow like this, and you would not require to make a sacrifice. We think this kind of devotion will drive sin from our lives. We think if we can just get alone with God and away from the world, then we won't have a problem with sin. Maybe we think difficult people are our problem, or the struggles of daily life are our problem. There is a scene in the movie Interstellar when the astronauts traveling to a new world talk about leaving evil on Earth behind, and they believe there will be none of it where they are going. The response to this idea by one of the astronauts is, there will only be the evil we take with us. Yes, it is with us wherever we go. We cannot escape it because we carry it along with us. The truth is we will not reach the garden the place of peace without any sin, until the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, brings the kingdom of God in all its fullness. Yes, the early Christians that took to the wilderness learned this lesson. The most dangerous sins lurk in the heart, pride, envy, greed, and lust. By going into the wilderness, well, you won't leave them behind. Indeed, such vows can stoke our pride. For example, making us think we're super spiritual or closer to God than others. We don't cease sinning in isolation from others. Sin's, sin likes to push us away from others and into isolation. So taking the Nazarite vow, or a vow like it, is not a guarantee of finding a better place with God. But it can be a time of retreat with God. A time you can bring your sin and brokenness before the Holy God. I like the pattern of Jesus best. Time each day with the Lord and a healthy engagement in our calling to be salt and light in God's world. He demonstrated this balance and a healthy life. Let's pray. Lord, forgive us for thinking that other people in our lives are the problem, for thinking that it's what around that's what is around me that is my greatest danger rather what than what is in me. Thank you that in Christ, you fill me with your Holy Spirit, and you lead me day by day with your grace. Help me to trust in you. For in your name I pray. Amen.